to the Mastering College Podcast, a guide to landing your dream job. I'm your host, Daniel Botero, and my goal is to help you take away that fear of graduating without a job and instead teach you how to land your dream job. Welcome back to this episode of the podcast. Today, I am doing a student story, and I have the pleasure to interview Jessica Lupo. And I've known Jessica for almost a year now, and she is a brother of Delta Sigma Pi, and she is by far one of the sharpest students that I've ever met. So I'm excited to have her come on the podcast and share with you guys her story, where she is now, and where she sees her life going in the future. So without further ado, Jessica, how are you today? What's up, guys? Um, I'm doing well, Daniel. How are you? I am just very happy that we're actually recording on a day where there is no classes. So that's how committed you are to success. We're sitting here for sure. Yeah. Empty classroom here at UCF. But Jessica, for the audience that might not know you, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. So my story started out in South Florida. Both my parents are blue-collar workers, and I moved around a lot just because my parents were inadvertently looking back on it, entrepreneurs. So they used to buy houses, fix them up, and sell them, so that's why we moved around. I went to the Space Coast for a little bit and then back to South Florida, and my story kind of starts at Cooper City High School, and starting my sophomore year there, I was pretty much a bookworm, and I didn't understand leadership until I started, you know, getting into student government National Honor Society, and inadvertently, like, really just, you know, getting involved with my community. So that's where my story starts. Um, Really, with National Honor Society, I had the best sponsor who understood me and we understood each other to really build leadership at that school. So that's where my story starts. And then I... um, Okay, no problem. So, Jessica, tell us, um, so you went to high school and you were really involved in high school. Was, did you go to anywhere else before UCF, or did you go directly to UCF? So I started at Broward College, and I finished my AA degree in a year there. And I did that because of dual enrollment credits from high school, and I wanted to be able to transfer away from home as quick as possible. <laughs> so I, I did my AA degree, taking seven classes a semester, being involved with the Honor Society, and I graduated with highest honors. So Broward really set me up for success in finding what I wanted to do for a career. So I had an accounting professor who really set the tone for like where I'm going. He started off our first class saying, I've been a professor, a special agent, and, and oh, shoot, a CEO. Should I say that again? No, you just, you're doing fine. You're All right. Fine, yeah. So he started off our first class saying he's been a professor, a special agent, and a CEO, all with an accounting degree. So at first, you know, in the beginning of my college career, I was like, I want to be an accountant because I could see myself in all three of those career fields. Going into UCF, my big of the fraternity, she told me straight up, she was like, you're not an accounting major. But me being pretty like stubborn, I was like, I'm going to stick with it. So I stuck with accounting, and I realized, wow, I really didn't like this. I'm more of like a marketing and like people person. Let me pursue sales. So I you know, started um, taking these classes, entrepreneurship, professional selling, marketing. And in these classes, I learned like I love people, and I love being with people. I love helping others. And looking back on it, your career path looks linear looking in the rear view. But as you go through it, it's very, very like a, very much like a maze. So I realized I want to be with people. So what's your current major now? I'm currently integrated business. So you're integrated business, which it's a major that allows you to little dabble in all these different types of business. Uh, like I can't, you, you take a class on sales, you take a class in um, 
all the major divisions of, of business. And so, Jessica, one of the things that impresses me the most when I talk to you or when I see you is you have a confidence about you and that you are very forward thinking as well. And so I, I want to talk a little bit about where did you got where did you get your confidence from? So I think it started with National Honor Society. Just because my sponsor, Dwayne Dixon, he really talked about being a leader who does and not someone who just tells someone what to do. So when I like am a leader in any position, I want to make sure like my team sees that I do the same work, but you know, I want to teach them and like move them forward and you know, help them build their confidence to do the job that I'm doing. Because at the end of the day, I want them to move up wherever they want to go and really give them the skills and potential to do that. So one thing that I think I, you've found very impressive about you is some of the internships that you've been able to have done or even gotten accepted into. Um, so tell us a little bit about your internship experience. So internships, I started when at Broward College. I found a program called Inroads Applied, and I got really it, like in tune with becoming a professional, like pretty young, just because of that program. Lisi, Iris, you know, they all helped me out in getting through that program, and you're really setting me up for the like, potential success. And I started at UTC Aerospace Systems. So during that internship, my manager really taught me what it, the difference is between a manager and a really good leader. He taught me and took the time to like teach me very basic Excel skills, taught me meeting skills, how to send a professional email. And if it wasn't for him, like I wouldn't have you know been where, I, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for him. And that entire team at UTC, like such a family-oriented team, and it really taught me or showed me what I wanted to see like in my future companies or where I see myself in the future. And then I came to UCF, and I remember sitting in Dr. Messiah's class, and she tells you on the first day, don't be a seat warmer. And then she tells you, internships are like a pair of jeans. You can try them on and take them off if you don't like them. So that night, in in like tune with the pledging process, I applied with, to probably like 50 internships. Like I just sent my resume out there just because I want a company to tell me no, not myself. So I sent my resume out, and a lot of companies came back to me, and I realized there's so much opportunity out there. Companies fly you out for interviews. You know, you don't have to pay for a thing because they want to see you grow within that company, and they want to give you the opportunity for yourself to show them, you know, why you should, you should be working there. So, so where was your last internship? I know that you were in New York, so tell us a little bit about your internship with Goldman Sachs and how a non-finance student or accounting student received an internship from one of the most prestigious financial institutions in the world? All right. So I was, I was accounting at the time. So when I applied, I was an accounting major and I was so set on becoming a CPA. So I get into Goldman Sachs. Um, so as far as the interview process goes, you apply online. If you, if selected, you're extended a higher view, which is a virtual interview. And then if extended again, you would get extended to a super day, which is where they fly you out to one of their office locations. You have three to four interviews with two VPs in each room. At least that's how mine was set up. And then on, then you just interview. So when going into an interview, you want to make sure it's like a conversation. You don't want to be a robot. You want to make sure you can relate to your interviewer and, and show them what can you bring to the company that they don't already have, right? Are you a team player? Are you coachable? Do you have like the basic understanding to get you like through the internship? And, you know, make sure you have like a growth mindset. A lot of companies are looking for a growth mindset to make sure, you know, you're, you're willing to be a continuous learner. So Goldman, I went through the process and I got extended an offer as a 
financial summer analyst within their IMD corporate finance division. So investment management division, uh, I did corporate finance. I was on the private wealth management team. My team was absolutely phenomenal. That whole company is phenomenal. The experience was great. You learn so much as far as you know, wanting to have a growth mindset, like always learning. That was like the biggest takeaway from my internship and being able to, you know, figure out the answers when they're not there. Like you have to like be analytical and like figure out, you know, what's going on, like how you can fix a problem and, you know, always asking questions. That was a big one as well. And so what do you think you were, you went into those interviews, right? You ended up getting the internship. How was your summer then? Talk about your your summer, and then after, did they extend you the, uh, an offer, and what did you decide to do, and why? My summer was absolutely phenomenal. Everyone at Goldman, like, you, you know, they tell you from day one, like, the people they surround you with are, like, phenomenal, and it's so true, and they are so willing to teach you. You have everyone from the CEO down to an analyst willing to take time out of their day to teach you something that you don't already know. And I, I learned so much throughout that process, and I can't thank everyone enough for, you know, that experience and being able to teach me. I did a lot of finance. I learned so much about it, different areas of finance that I didn't even know about and how relative it is to your learning. So when you're in Anthony Bird's class learning finance, bonds are real. You learn about them. Like, everything they teach you is very relevant. And it really set me up for success throughout the internship. So, Jessica, it sounds like you had an amazing internship. What are your future's goals now? Are you planning to stay with Goldman or are you looking or exploring different internships opportunities? Amazing internship. Um, So I was extended an offer for Goldman and I decided to decline it just to pursue something that was more in tune for what I want to do in the future and what industry I want to be in. So now I'm going to be working at Microsoft and, you know, I will be in the Seattle this summer doing that. That's fantastic. That must have to that must have been a very difficult decision for you to say no to a job offer from one of the best companies in the world. Tell us a little bit more about your train of thought and what why in the end you decided to make that decision. Definitely one of the hardest decisions I've ever made just because turning down a bank of that size is difficult and like I really can't thank Goldman enough, and I would, I just absolutely love that company. Just, it wasn't the industry I was, it wasn't my calling, right? And I realized that just because I want to be somewhere where, you know, it just pushes me even more, and I feel like the tech industry is where I'm going to do that, and where my growth can be, you know, exponential, and like, definitely an industry where I see myself. Excellent. So, Again, now you're a, a UCS student that, you know, not a lot of UCS students going to Microsoft or Goldman Sachs. How are you landing these types of internships and what's the secret? I, I think you need to share it. What's the secret? I think when you when you go into an interview, like the biggest thing is like just be yourself, right? When I go into an interview, like I'm 100% me and if, you know, I ask those questions and I want to know, I look as I look at an interview as a two-way conversation. And at the end of the day, I'm asking them questions to make sure the company's a right fit for me. You know, not just I'm a right fit for the company, but I want it to be like a two-way conversation to know, for them to know that I'm serious about, you know, my job growth and progression. And I'm also serious about the company I want to work for and what I could bring to them. So you have to have a lot of confidence. And it seems that we keep coming back to the common theme of 
the confidence to say no to the internship, the confidence to apply for internships that maybe have not generally been offered to UCF students, the confidence to go after your dreams. So I would really want to know more about that confidence and how do students get the same confidence that you currently have? I think one of the biggest things that you could do as a student, you have that card, right? You're a student. So like you want to build your network. You want to have those conversations with professionals. And the best way to do that is go out there and have those conversations. And then what you want to do is apply for those companies. So you have, a, you have an understanding of the industry because you've talked to the professionals. And now you're going to go apply for the company. And you know, don't let yourself stop you. A lot of students won't apply for these top companies just because they're like, oh, I won't even get accepted. How do you know you're not going to accept, get accepted if you haven't applied, right? So you want to apply, let the company tell you no, and just have the confidence to shoot for the stars, right? If you shoot for the moon and if you shoot for the stars and you miss, the worst thing that could happen is you land on the moon, right? You're still all the way up there, but you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have gotten there if you wouldn't have tried. So I think it's amazing that you, you still have about a year and a half before you graduate. Is that correct? Right. And you've already had the opportunity to have a full-time job with one of, you know, a Fortune 50 company. And you've already, you know, you turned it down for great reason because it wasn't the right fit for you. You know, nothing, like she said earlier, Goldman Sachs, an excellent company, an excellent internship. Um, it's just so crazy to think that, you know, statistically, 85% of students graduate without a job yet. You have set yourself up for success already. So I'm just excited to see what happens in the future. So you have one and a half years until you graduate. We know you have an internship set up with Microsoft, but what's next? What's next? Honestly, I don't know what's next. Um, We are going to work hard and hustle this summer. Definitely going to do that. We have a couple other things lined up. I'm trying to start a company right now. So the Little Lupo is a resume service that I'm trying to bring to students just to help them with their resume and kind of like give them the guidance. Um, Let's dive into that for a second. Right. So you, you, you're you looking to create a company that helps create resumes for students. Obviously, there's a reason why you decided to create that company. Tell me why, why you think that's the case. Like, why do you think students need help with their resume? So I think the analogy that I use a lot with students is that your resume is like your thumbprint, right? Everyone has it, but how do you make yours unique? So what I want to help students with is really like hone in on their value proposition and what they could bring to companies and help them tell that story on a piece of paper. And so currently, what is the biggest mistakes or opportunities that you see on resumes from students? I think students just, they need not a formal training on resumes, but they just need to see that one resume that helps them get there and fit, like, they need help on their bullet points, structuring their resume, and knowing, you know, what worth that, that, that they could bring. So one of the examples that I use is I had a friend who used to work at McDonald's, and they came to me asking for resume help, and they were like, hey, like, I don't have any experience, what can I do? Well, the thing is, is that a lot of students have experience, they just know, don't know how to word it. So this student, for example, um, he could have said on his resume, I have, I communicate with customers. Or he could have said, I communicate with a diverse population using verbal interpersonal skills, right? So it's creating that content on their resume to help, you know, exemplify what they do, even though it, even though it might seem like a little thing. Well, wow, that's a really good example. And then what do you say about having different types of resumes depending on the company that you're applying for? 
that's 100% like you have to do it. So a lot of companies nowadays use ATS, which is an applicant tracking system, and your resume goes through the applicant tracking system, and then it might be seen by a person, right? So what you need to do is you tailor your resume to that company. And you don't want to have like a one-stop shop resume. Like you want to make sure it's tailored to each company, each job description, each position you're applying for to make sure it gets through the system. And, you know, it really shows people that you're a qualified candidate for that position. No, those are some excellent advice when it comes to resumes. I think that it's a big mistake that students think that just one resume is going to be the perfect resume for every single company. And as me and you know and spoken about it before, that's definitely not the case. And I'm glad that you, you talked about applicant tracking systems and how resumes really need to be built for a, you know, the algorithm that goes through them and a person. And there's a perfect balance on how to create that. And, and a lot of times just building a resume ourselves is just not enough nowadays. Um, so making sure that you get your resume looked at you know by by somebody who has more experience on it or even worked at the company and making sure you're highlighting the keywords it's going to be crucial jessica i know you briefly mentioned earlier that you got accepted into the professional selling program so i would love to talk to you a little bit more about why did why did you decide to apply for the professional selling program and what are you most excited about it so I applied to the program, um, you know, coming to UCF, this is one of probably the best programs you could get into at the university just because of its prestige and it's known nationally. So you get, you, I applied for the program, you know, Dr. Messiah, she talked about DSP and PSP being one of the hardest things you could do at the College of Business and I wanted to do both. So I know the professional selling program will help my growth as a professional and will help me bring up others around me. And I know the program is going to push me to limits I haven't seen before, so I'm ready for the I'm ready for the challenge. Um, it's definitely something that I wanted to do since I've gotten here. Well, congratulations Thank for you. getting in. I know you're going to uh, absolutely destroy it and just make a huge impact in the program, and it's going to make a huge impact in your career. But Jessica, so you've shared so much information so far. But if the students listening to this only take away one thing from everything we talked about in the last 18 minutes, what would that be? So one thing that I told the graduating NHS class back in 2016 was without challenge, there's no opportunity for change. And I say that because you can challenge yourself and you could change for the better. You don't you won't challenge yourself and you won't be changing. Right. And that's worse than not, you know, growing. You want to be you want to be a continuous learner and that's having a growth mindset. So keep challenging yourself, you know, keep taking those risks and have a good resume. Jessica, those are some amazing words of advice. You are phenomenal. I know that you're going to continue to kill it, and I really just look forward to continuing to see your trajectory to success because you are an outstanding student, and I am so happy that you decided or accepted to be part of this podcast. And everybody else, I'll see you guys on the next podcast. If you've listened thus far to this episode of the podcast, you absolutely rock. But now I need your help. Please make sure you subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you so much and talk to you soon.